Hello friends and welcome to this second Sunday of Lent and Grits in the Gospel. My name is Reverend Katie Griffiths and I am so thankful to be with you today and be traveling this road to Easter morning. I uh, hope you are finding Lent a time of reflection and prayer and sacrifice. Let us come together now in posture of worship. The Lord be with you and also with you. Today's psalm is from the 22nd psalm, the 23rd verse through the 31st. Hear now the word of the Lord. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him all you offspring of Israel. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction or the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. To him indeed shall all who sleep in the earth bow down, before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and pro proclaim his deliverance to all people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us say together the Apostles' Creed. Friends, what do we believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray together. Dear Lord, as we come to you during this Lenten season, help us stay focused on you, focused on the love and sacrifice that you made for us and that you call for us to make in your name. Help us to look toward Easter without looking through Lent. Help us to sit with these moments of sacrifice 
of being out in the wilderness as a time of healing and learning and growth. For it is there that your son connected with you and solidified his faith and his victory over Satan. Hear us now as we pray the words that your son Jesus, our Savior, taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The gospel lesson today comes from our faithful friend Mark. We have been in Mark for several weeks now and will be throughout this uh, lectionary season. Mark 8 verses 31 through 38 tell us this. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. For you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed. And when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. My parents are really into genealogy. They have done DNA tests and trace our family history back to just a few centuries after the time of Christ. One of the ancestors that they have found was a Welsh king, King Griffud. When I learned of my heritage from a king, it verified what I had always known. I am indeed a princess. I have a tiara collection to prove it. Now, I don't want to be a working princess. I don't want to rule anything. I don't want to have a seat in government. I just want to do the fun stuff. I want to go to balls and have a vault full of jewels and wear fancy clothes. 
but outside of wearing my tiara on Halloween and my birthday, that is not how life works. I cannot pick and choose what parts of being a princess that I want to be. I'm either all in or all out. Peter is trying to let Jesus off the hook for the hard parts of his ministry and life. Suffering, rejection, death. Who wants to do that? Peter wants Jesus to skip all the way to wearing the crown of glory in heaven. Be the king. Go to heavenly banquets. Be honored and revered at the right hand of God. And Jesus is pretty clear about how he feels. Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things but on human things. Sometimes aren't we really short-sighted in life? We worry about the here and now instead of the long game. We worry about things that are in our own lives and our own world and forget to look past the bubble that we find ourselves living in. There's a whole big, beautiful world out there, but there's also a lot of suffering and hunger and pain out there. Both things need the attention of those of us who are believers. We see it in the ministry of Jesus. He never stays still. He goes out and moves through the known world, healing and teaching and preaching. He never stays in one place. Jesus is, in his own way, taking his cross around with him from the very beginning of his ministry. And that's what he's calling us to do. We are called to deny ourselves, take away our own selfish nature, and put ourselves last and put our cross and our faith first. Notice Jesus doesn't ask us to help him carry his own cross. He has his own path to take. We are to take up our own crosses, to save our own lives, and to come into the glory of the Father and be with his angels. We have to carry our own cross. I did some real scientific research on Google and found out that the estimated weight of the cross that Jesus carried was 300 pounds. It's a lot to physically carry around. It's a heavy burden. And Jesus is painting a hard picture of life as a believer. It's painful and heavy and hard. But that is sometimes what life and faith are like. I have found that to be true for my own life and ministry. Ministry has been both the most affirming, lovely, and wonderful journey and the hardest thing I have ever done. It has brought me an inner peace that I had no idea 
was possible. It has also been really tough at times. I've worked in some extremely male-dominated industries before, but I've never been told I was not worthy or allowed or questioned because of my womanhood until I became a woman in ministry. These questions don't always come from people I'm ministering to either, but from the people who have known me my whole life. When some people find out I'm a minister, they immediately think I won't be nice to them, that I will judge them or condemn them. I have to convince people now that I'm a nice person and that if God can love me with all of my faults, he and I can both love them. I've never had to do that before. People literally have started recoiling when I tell them that I'm a minister. I blame that cat down in Louisiana with the 40,000 square foot house and men just like him for that one. Friends come to me to preach funerals. People come to me with hurts and worry and pain. Ministry is not easy. This cross that Jesus has given me to take up does not come with a tiara and a ball gown. It comes with emotional and spiritual hardships right beside the peace and communion with God. And I would not trade either part for anything in the world. I know it may not look like it, but I've been working out lately. I love the people in my class, but I really don't love the actual work that we do. It is hard. It hurts. I suffer a lot. But the one thing that it does is help me clear my head. I cannot think about the 5,000 other things that keep me up at night while I'm moving through my workouts. It forces me to stay focused. I think in a small way, that is what Jesus is asking, uh, why Jesus is asking us to take up a cross and do the hard work. When we're doing the hard work of faith, we are carrying the when we are carrying the heavy cross of life, we don't have time to focus on the other things that the world is telling us are important. Our focus can only be on our faith when we have the cross to bear. What is your cross to pick up? What is Jesus calling you to carry in his name? What part of yourself do you have to lose in order to gain life? It's an interesting question during Lent. What part of yourself are you giving up for Lent? This is where I think the practice of giving up things like chocolate are really missing the point. Now, if you've given up chocolate for Lent, then I assume you did so with prayer and consideration to your own spiritual life. Chocolate may be your cross to bear. But maybe we should use Lent as a time to put something else down so we have room in our arms to pick up the cross we are called to carry. Maybe we are called to let go of some hurt we're holding on to that takes up so much room in our lives that there is no room for Jesus. Maybe this Lent we are called to forgive 
Maybe we are called to come down off our crosses of self-inflicted hurt and self-righteousness so we can pick up the cross that we are really called to carry into the world. It's a very convincing idea for me in my own journey. I need to work so hard to carry the cross of faith that I don't have time or space in my brain to worry about all the other parts of life that are distracting. This week in our Lenten study, the object we are focusing on is the cross. Our challenge is to look at everything we do in light of the cross that Jesus dies on. It has come to symbolize not just his death, but the path to his resurrection. That's certainly one way to study scripture and shape our faith. But if we take a few extra minutes this week, we can begin to see the cross in new and different ways. The complex nature of what the life of Jesus was before the cross and how it led to his Easter morning triumph. And we can also look at how we, as believers, can share and carry the cross throughout our own journeys and life. So I guess I will own it. I am a princess. My tiara is usually implied, but it's always there. There's a great meme I like to send my friends every once in a while. It's a picture of Marilyn Monroe wearing a tiara, and it says, Let me adjust my crown and get my day started. My statement of being a princess, even though I technically am one, is said with great self-deprecation and sarcasm. In reality, I am not a princess at all. I have no footman. I don't need a prince to find my shoe on the stairs and save me. I don't have reason to wear a ball gown. I do not rule a country or cut ribbons or have things named after me. In reality, the meme should say, let me take up my cross and get my day started. It should say that for all of us. Every day, we should be focused on carrying the heavy burden of other suffering because we have the tools of faith to help heal it. Every day, we should be focused on our faith that we have no time for worrying about anything else. The crowns and tiaras will come when we get to heaven, but the work comes while we, were here, we are here on earth. Especially in this time of Lent, let's work together to do the hard things. To love those that are hard to love. To serve those who are not always willing to be served. And to sit with those who are mourning. It is not easy to do. But it is what we are called by Jesus to carry. Amen. As we go throughout our week, let us remember to carry our cross with us. Because when we deny ourselves, we glorify Jesus. In life and death and life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen.